0: Welcome to the Long Come Norwich podcast, a lively, lippy look ahead to Farkas' likely lads taking on Liverpool. I'm Tom, and as always, I'm joined by my brothers in Nodgcast Lawning. Lawley, Heru Punt, Hello. and the voice of Norwich City himself, the goosebump
1: conjurer and fist-pump manufacturer, Chris Gorham. <laughs> nice to see you lads
2: again. That sounds a bit iffy, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can only do what
1: the players allow us to do, I always say that. It's their fault if you're excited, and... The other end of the spectrum as well. Not I think right. you, I think <laughs> you bring it through the, the, the
0: wireless in a beautiful way, and you, you under, underplay your skills. So, let's kick off by talking about the transfer window because it is um, it slammed shut half an hour ago, um, and we've signed a goalie, a defender, two midfielders, a striker to the senior team. That is so. We've got uh, Fearman, Farman, Farhan, whatever you want to pronounce it as. Byron, Dermich, Roberts, Amadou. So. Which of the new boys are you most excited to see in a yellow
1: and green, red or anthracite shirt? Let's start with you, Mr Gorham. I have seen three of the pre-season games, and certainly the one at Luton. Um, Patrick Roberts looked excellent, and Dermage just looked like Pookie Mark II. The goals that he got were exactly the sort of goals that that Pookie were getting last season. So in terms of having a a squad that's a a little bit deeper to deal with the demands of the Premier League, I'm I'm happy, but I'm not going to go over the top yet because... I've judged promising players on pre-season showings before and been caught badly out. So let's just see what happens. But overall, the transfer business, I think, is pretty much as good as we could have expected. I'm glad no major players were sold and the majority of last season's squad has has been kept together. I think that that really is important, after what happened last year. And the other thing that that has has cheered me up this week is that across the, the friendlies, people have been saying, We're a bit short in defensive midfield. We're a bit Mm -hmm. short in defensive midfield. And and how often over the years has something that's been plainly obvious to supporters been just left and and not put right? Whereas this time, whether it was in the pipeline or not, I don't know. Or whether the powers that be at Carroll Road saw the same things that we did and have moved to address it quickly. I'm encouraged by that. Excellent. And Lorne, same question
0: to
3: uh, potential date number two. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Uh, I think similarly, Patrick Roberts has looked really good in pre season. The pass that he played for Pookie's goal was at the Schalker. Oh, yeah. yeah. Four. That little pass it was, yeah, him. Um, but to be a bit different, uh, I am quite looking forward to seeing Sam Byron because he was excellent at Leeds and I really dislike West Ham. So if we've pinched a real player from them for under a million pounds, that would delight me. He did look a little bit all at sea
0: in the, the early stages of the league. Um, but I also then saw that he got a bit of uh, love on, on, on the socials afterwards which surprised me I, I didn't think it was the, the most solid outcome but I mean there's no you mentioned obviously being a, needing a deep
1: squad clearly he's he's well deeply second choice isn't clearly but I think Sam Byron is a brave a, a brave man because um, last year Max Aaron's single-handedly ended the Norwich careers of Ben Marshall Evo Pinto and Felix Paslak <laughs> from being so good yeah. and so unexpectedly <laughs> good at <laughs> we right back so yeah. Sam Byron in fact obviously thinks he can give him a run for his money so yeah. I, I give him all sorts of praise for that that's an excellent point <laughs> Mr. Punt who do you fancy
0: the most of
2: the new boys I think these boys have probably picked my picks but it's always exciting when you sign a player that you've never heard of and now I have heard of Ibrahim Amadou and that's got potential for so many chants and we've seen that in the Twitter sphere already um, yeah I think he's going to be the one that potentially solidifies that back line or just in front of that back line so yeah I'm really looking forward to seeing him
3: I think with every Sunday as well, there's an element of, oh, how, did we, how did we do that? Like, yeah. How did we get a right-back who's played a number of Premier League games for under a million pounds? How did we get an international striker who scored in the World Cup for free? How did we get a player who was like one of the best goalkeepers in the Bundesliga two years ago? For essentially backup no money at Or, all or, or, or just as competition, yeah. How have we done all this? So, of,
2: of
0: that, we're all very positive so far. Keep going until I get a negative.
2: Um, that's usually your job mate let's big, be fair biggest, <laughs>
0: so <what were> <laughs> Don't you <thought>? hate <laughs> <already>. <laughs> <laughs> biggest fear heading into the season we've, we you know we so seeing as we've got consensus that we strengthened where we needed to what what's your biggest concern it might not be playing staff where,
1: where do you think uh, that's the one place we might get unstuck uh, i i think it's not necessarily one position on the pitch it's what a bad start would do in, in terms of puncturing the balloon that that was blown up so well last season, and how we all feel now, how we all felt last season. If the worst happens and they don't get a a good result at Liverpool, I think it will be okay. people will accept that. But if they then don't get a good result against Newcastle, and we go into that first international break on very few points and still looking for a win, that I think is is the worry for me, that this feel-good factor we've all now got used to, and it's been great over the last few months. I I hope that it's durable, and I hope that it stays, and and we'll we'll be able to weather a questionable start to the season. That, that would be my one concern at the moment. I hope everyone can just remember where we've come from and, yeah, OK, we're going to be disappointed as and when we lose games. But I, I just want what we've got now to be strong enough to, to see us through a few defeats. Lorne, what scares you? Not enjoying football anymore. And I don't think that comes from necessarily losing every
3: week. But it An existential crisis. Yeah. yeah, it comes from the Premier League. Like I, I'm desperate to be in the Premier League until I'm in it and then I really don't want to be in it anymore. As I, as I said I think
0: I don't have a problem I might have been on one of our away day trips and um, having children I now having children and um, I'm now on two and, and I am uh, medically done I can confirm I've got the letter to confirm it yeah, you've got your letter. Yeah, got letter you've got your letter, yeah, got letter. But, um, but having children is very like uh, the my fan relationship with the Premier League you yearn to be with it and then the second you're there you think i oh, want well, on a break actually <laughs> <laughs> it's very similar, so I, I know where you're coming from you don't, you don't want to fall out of the love of, of football and, and, and I think Chris it hits on a great point for two reasons one we won two thirds of our games last year, and we've got to get used to as fans losing or not winning two thirds of our games, or worse. Um, and likewise, it is the momentum that has been what got Bournemouth up and kept them up, and what Wolves kept going, and what Huddersfield tended so well to keep going in their first season, etc., etc. So, um, I, I think that is a, that is a legitimate fear. But but punt. What does anything else frighten you?
2: I think. As Chris had alluded to, the the momentum thing is huge. Um, The only other thing that perhaps worries me is going into this season, the fitness of our centre-backs. And I kind of get the sense that Christoph Zimmerman's injury might be a little bit more serious than's being made out. And him and Godfrey were absolutely nailed on first picks for, for Anfield. There's no doubt about that. And we looked so much better last season, I think, with those two at the back because they can both genuinely play out from the back, but they're both really good stoppers as well. And I think Close is really good with his feet. Perhaps he's a bit susceptible to a few mistakes. Hanley is a pure stopper. Just head it, tackle it, kick it. That's pretty much his game. Um, and I think we need that combination back as soon as possible. And if they're not, then I would fear that we're going to get turned around a few more times than we'd like.
0: OK, so we touched on some negatives. So let, let's go back on to some positives. Um, which of our squad, Lawney, do you think you're most confident... Of making a step up, you know, if you if, if I put two three pence across the table for you to have a little flutter, and um, who, who do you think? Yeah, I'm putting my money on then taking
3: to the Premier League like a Dr. Water. It's a really boring answer, but Emmy Wendy yeah. by a long jaw player, he's such a good footballer and he's perfectly suited to the Premier League. I think he will be a revelation, and I think at the end of this season, he will go to a big, big club, and it will be silly money when he does. I'd follow that with Max Adams and Ben Godfrey, who... At
1: both of which I think will play for England at some stage. So on so, right, those three are gone. Yeah. Uh, well, Wendy was certainly the first one that came uh, in, in, into, into my head when you asked the question. Um, I, I've still got huge faith in, in Timu Pukki, because it's a Norwich squad that is short on experience, certainly short on Premier League experience, but Puki's about to play in the top flight of his sixth country. So chances are going to be few and far between, or fewer and further between than they were last season. And people always say in the Premier League, You've got to be able to take those chances when they come. Well, if you look at Pukki last season, how efficient was he when the ball dropped in the penalty area? So he's one that I would, would back to to keep that going in, in the Premier League. Clearly, he's not going to get 30 goals this season, but uh, I think he'll still be uh, he'll be our top scorer come the end of the season. Hmm. Um.
2: I've just made quite an outlandish prediction on the scrimmage, which we recorded before this, that Mario Vrancic would get nominated for PFA Player of the Year. Okay. And the reason behind that is because if you look at the game at the Emirates, if you look at the game um, against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, he was phenomenal, and he was phenomenal in tight pockets of space. And I think Norwich are going to have to get more used to that in terms of being intelligently pressed, like we did to teams last season. He's just so good at that. He's so calm. You know, he he doesn't. It looks effortless. You know, he looks like he's he's running through treacle, but at the same time, he's beating players. He's playing a ridiculous pass think he's going to rip it
0: up. He's like a flamingo through treacle. That,
2: that's good. That's good. I like that.
3: He has outstanding at as well, actually, where Leeds yeah. played a very similar game. And I think it's, it's not as outlandish as it initially sounded. However, my 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 concern
0: <laughs> that, that that comes to pass is something we touched on on one of our... I mean, I've lost count of how many previews we've done. Yeah, it's <laughs> ridiculous. Really the know. Premier League oh, brings thank this. Thank God it starts tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. um, or, or this evening by the time you listen to this. And... Um, we, we have touched this already, but, but not this evening. I don't think that we will have the opportunity for Rangers to get PFA Player of the Year nominations or be in the running, because I don't think we're going to be afforded the opportunity to have um, a creative DM or creative mid- middle guy. I think there will be games this season, depending on, as Chris says, how we start and how, and how much we can afford to lose, lose a game, because we've, we've got a couple in the bag. Um, I think we might be having Amadou and, and Tribal away from home at some of the bigger boys because we're going to have to say, actually, we've got to pick our most defensive mind. Now, Vrancic can, can tackle.
2: And that's, that would be my can, counter-argument.
0: Uh, however, he, that you, you can't suggest that he is defensively as solid as Tribal or, or as good at, at mopping up as, as Tribal. Um, and, and so, yeah, it may well be that if he plays brilliantly in the games that, that, that he starts early in the season, he might become undroppable. But I, I, think, that, I think there'll certainly have to be more rotation than we are used to. I mean, Farca played the same teams as often as possible, especially the second half of last season when we kind of settled on that 11, going into that run that you mentioned, Deve Leeds, which it was around that time, around the February time, we all mm. started to believe. So that, that brings us nicely on to tomorrow night and and who you think will start? I mean, let's start in goal. Is it, I think when we first signed Ralphie, we thought maybe, it you know, Cool might be immediately sitting on the bench, but he's looked shaky to me in pre-season. Do,
2: is that what? what we're calling him now, Ralphie? Oh, that's
0: what I'm calling okay. him. Um, OK. So <laughs> because we don't know how to say his own Exactly. Um, so <laughs> 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 um, own it. Own, your, own your Uh Yeah, so, so, so Christopher Borum, please,
1: please tell me who's going to start in goal. I think it will be Tim cruel uh, As do I. And I think it should be Tim Crawl because I, I think um, the role he plays in giving Max Ahrens, Ben Godfrey, Jamal Lewis the confidence to have the season they, they had is, is something that you know, we'll never know for sure, but I think the, the, that experience behind them made such a difference. And I'm excited about Norwich City's younger players, but I think you've got to have the right balance in terms of that, that um, exuberance of youth, the excitement of going to places like Anfield for the first time. But I do think you do need somebody there who knows what it's all about. And Krul has played over 150 games in the Premier League, and Norwich don't have that Premier League experience anywhere near it elsewhere in the squad. So... I think they needed another goalkeeper because something might happen to Tim Krul. He's been injured before and you need a, a keeper who's equally good to come in. They've got that now. But for me, I think Krul, not just as a goalkeeper, but in what he will bring uh, to, to the, the squad this season. I think he has to start.
0: OK, so the defence picks itself. And obviously we've heard today that Annie's going to be starting. So in, in midfield,
3: Lorne, who are you picking? Uh, my central midfield tomorrow. Let me, let me correct that. Who do you think is going to pick? I think it will be a 4-3-3, essentially, with uh, two wide men, as in O'Neill and Roberts. You or think Cameron. O'Neill will get the nod? Mm. Of that ilk is what I mean. But if if you're saying who's starting midfield, yeah, yeah, yeah. midfield, then I wouldn't include them as midfielders. So I would go Vrancic, Gleitner and Tribal.
2: Vrancic, I don't think's fit, is he?
3: Then swap him out for Stephen.
0: Right. Okay. And then what you you do in Emmy and Toddy, Emmy and Camp, uh, Eddie and uh, Emmy and uh, Roberts? Who I probably
3: you? would go Emmy and ono actually for tomorrow. Um, on a similar basis to the crawl thing in terms of I would have players who already know each other from last season, and I'd bring the new boys in slowly. And I think Emmy's got to play, but I also think we need a bit of pace because tomorrow's game is going to be one of those games where we have to break and we have to break quickly. And having not seen Roberts in the flesh, I know that O'Neill is rapid. So I would go rapid over unknown. So you think Franchic isn't going to travel or be on the bench?
2: I think he's going to make the 18 from what Farker had said. And I don't know, Chris, you might be able to jump in here on the press conference, but it sounded like he wasn't Matt Sharp.
1: That's what he's been saying, yeah, uh, in terms of Franchic. I'm sure he'll be in the squad, Mm. but I don't think he'll start the game. Farker has ruled out Amadou, I think, being involved at Anfield because he's only just joined. So you're not going to see him from the start Mm um and he says closer should or will certainly be back in training next week and could make the newcastle game and they seem from what they've said you mentioned Zimmerman earlier on they don't seem too concerned they think That's he'll be good. back sooner rather than later but he has missed all the preceding yeah hasn't he? so it's going to take him a little while to get yeah. up to speed what was the injury that he had
0: uh, I can't remember.
1: It, right. was a it was a knee Because
0: yeah. oh, right. yeah. That was the thing. I was wondering if it was something that would mean that he would still be able to do the cardio stuff and the fitness mm. stuff, but if it's something knee then he's probably not going to be doing a great mm. deal of the, the, the other fitness elements that you need.
2: Although the good thing with him, I, I guess, is his base level of fitness is probably one of the highest in the squad. Machine, is Yeah.
1: We, we shouldn't get tested if you don't have him through injury and Mm. this sort of game you would think is is, is where you would have wanted him yeah toe punt from the area he (laughs) saves (laughs) it for the (laughs) big games to do his (laughs) defending
0: okay so let's do our let's do some let's get into prediction mode um what's the score going to be tomorrow evening or tonight as you listen to this
2: i think norwich will give an all right account of themselves Uh, i think we're going to have 20-25 minutes where we play relatively well and we, we press them relatively well and we we have some decent attacking flourishes.
0: So will that be 4-0?
2: <laughs> I think it will end that Norwich will score, but I think it's going to be three-one yeah. to Liverpool, obviously.
3: I genuinely can't think of a better time to play Liverpool away than the opening game of the season when they've just won the Champions League, because I think it will be a little bit of after the Lord Mayor show. They're they're so sure they're going to win. A bit like Liverpool fans scoring days. the final goal from mm. the Kop when they were too busy having a party. Yeah. They're so sure that it's just three points and move on that I can't think of a better time to play them, but I don't. I take a <laughs> yeah. point right now. Score prediction then? I'll be more positive than John Then and go 1-1. One, one.
1: I think my massive concern is what happened last season. I think in any other year, if you were going to Liverpool on the first day of the season, with the summer that their players have had, I think they've got Chelsea coming up in the Super Cup next week I, know, I think I'm right in saying that yeah. I think in any other year a big team on the first day of the season playing a newly promoted team might have rotated the squad and rested a few and thought well we've got 37 more games to, to make, make this up but the fact that they only lost one game last season got 97 points and still didn't win the league I think they will think that they've got to go for it right from the start, so that might count against us. And you might see that the big guns that we're thinking, oh well, they had a busy summer. We, we may see them all tomorrow.
0: But I think I think we will, and, and we did a little bit with the Anfield wrap um, from a from a preview point of view, um, and that was certainly the way they were thinking. Um, that you know the one seven on the bounce at the start of last season, so they didn't exactly start mm-hmm. slowly, and they had a similar summer that time as well. Obviously, you could throw in the, the World Cup in there as well, um, and uh, again the Champions League final over, you know they weren't victorious. So similar summer and they, they, they still hit the ground running there. beat West Ham four nil at Anfield first game of the season. So, um, I, uh, I, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna finish four one to Liverpool. But I do agree with you. I do think there will be a a twenty a fifteen twenty minute period in the second half. Maybe when we're three nil down, or, or maybe when we're two 0 down, the game is safe enough that Liverpool are, are actually are gonna have a breather. Um, but the the football that we will play will be positive enough. And will remind us enough of last season and create the chances that we may or may not take but th- th- I, I i am confident that we're gonna have, we're gonna do enough of a showing that it's going to give us confidence and the Farkas is going to be able to have them in on on sunday they have no breaks and, and, re- and review the video of the game say look lads because i say talks and <laughs> <laughs> you can have hey right boys yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh you must um yeah <laughs> uh, um, you know, look chaps what what we what we've got here is something to build on, and we have played at the at the home of the European champions. Yes, okay, we conceded a couple of sloppy goals, but um, actually we we really we really did give a good account of ourselves second half, and, and and that is tremendous, and that that's what I'm hoping for. I mean, I'm I'm the same as same as you, Lorne, and I I can't help but be optimistic, and I can't help think that there's just the opportunity we might get, we might nick a draw, and because I, I can just see a, an incredible rear guard action and. With Hanley, I just feel like that is a narrative waiting to happen. It is going to go one way or the other. He's, he It's it's going to be a, a Suarez-style horror show where it's, he's never going to play for us for the rest of the season again. Or it's going to be, oh my goodness me, what a comeback to the team. What incredible warrior spirit. And he, and he basically becomes a mainstay for the first couple of months of the season. I, I, I honestly think it's going to be that kind of... That, that kind of swing, I, I can't see it being a close two-one edgy affair where both teams are in it all the way. It's going one or the other for me. I think as well.
2: It- just say a win, and then you've covered all the bases. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, I, my prediction is four-one Liverpool. Okay. Like that, yeah, that is my scoreline, but I I, 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 do, I do just have this feeling that we, we just might. Because I'm with, with Launi, I would. Other than you know in the Champions League draw. Might put them in, you know, far east in Russia for one of their group games. Other than just after the away leg, or just before the away leg of one of them. Other than that, this is the one.
2: This is the time. Uh, and I completely it. agree with that. But this Liverpool side is phenomenal. It's it's play. Play. It's it's yeah, yeah.
3: The, the fixture list couldn't have been more kind for knowledge I think in lots of different ways because at some point everyone has to play Liverpool away and Man City away, and we've got both of those games at the best possible time because the likelihood is that City will prioritise the Champions League this year and therefore when we go there on the last end of the season there's, a, the there's a pretty good chance that City will be in the Champions League one a couple of weeks later and therefore may not play at sort full strength. That's, so we'll that's a hell of a prediction. Of when they're I would say that's less, I said that's less of a bold prediction than
0: Franchis being PFA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and just, Chris, just Chris
2: was I after have... left field predictions for the season. Yes,
0: I admire it, it's a terrific, it's a terrific one and I, and I almost see the logic if it wasn't for the fact he won't play enough. Um, but I think you know, really, really, one of the best teams in Europe being in the Champions League final is less of
2: a bold prediction. Yeah, but lots of things have to go right I for you to make really a Champions, League, Champions
3: League final. Well, and Barca. Well, good, but, man. but one last thing on Henley. I still um, think they'll have a better season than Norwich.
2: <laughs> comparatively it. depends what you judge as success. always been negative,
3: though, you? <laughs> 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 if, if I'm negative to think that Norwich aren't quite as well set up as Real Madrid with you know that Eden Hazard lad they just signed. You are. Uh, one last thing on Hanley, I appreciate he hasn't played a lot of football in 2019, but when he got injured at Ipswich, the feeling was, yeah. oh shit, that's, that's, that's our season. best defender. <laughs> yeah. no, like, I appreciate we weren't playing as well when that happened, so perhaps we were more reliant on a stopper of a defender. Hmm. Centre-backs of Norwich
0: have got a fantastic history at Carrow, you've only got to look at um, Russell Martin scoring you know, eight hours after the birth of his son, um, jumping on a plane and getting up there. So...
2: It's almost Thanks. like you've told that story on a podcast about two like days ago. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it might come up yesterday. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, OK, so moving swiftly on, um, we're still in prediction mode. We've just touched on the Champions League final. I want a very quick-fire top four
3: prediction for the Premier League from all three of you. Ooh. Man City, Liverpool, Watford and... What? what uh, are you two what? on? What? Is Mario going to go there? You and just and said Danbury Watford are going to be top got four. Got, yeah, Watford top four. Don't look at me, I've not heard that one before. I Don't. think
1: Watford are so impressive. I, I think I, I agree with you that you've got Liverpool and Man City quite clearly are street ahead I mean. of anybody else. I think even the other big six you're not as intimidated by as you once were. No, I think um, Chelsea
3: will fall away. I think yeah, United are yeah. a horror show. I think Arsenal... Arsenal could be the other, yeah. the other one. But so, I'm well, Tom, really to
0: maybe clever money. Finally, maybe yeah. they actually strengthen this summer. Oh yeah, Tottenham. I forgot about Tottenham. So Tottenham and, and
3: yeah. yeah, Watford would be fourth wow. because wow. I just genuinely think they're so impressive and they're very much like Webber in the way that they go about their recruitment. They buy unknown players that turn out to be absolutely. Absolute.
2: I agree. That's just a hella, I agree with everything you said about their recruitment. I just think a jump from what were they eighth, ninth, tenth last season to top that, four. It's
3: not that big a jump if you discount. Chelsea and Man United and Arsenal. Which well, I, yeah, but yeah. I don't think you can discount Arsenal. I think I
2: Arsenal well. All right. Well, I don't think you should. And <laughs> I, I and I <laughs> I, will, I will say uh, Arsenal and Spurs will occupy those two spots and it'll be Man City's league, Liverpool I second.
1: Completely go along with that. I think if you're looking for a left field one, I, I would look at Wolves or Leicester possibly before Watford, mm. but I, I I genuinely think yes Liverpool, yes Man City, Tottenham third. They lost a lot of games last season. Um didn't draw many, so I, I don't think we need to be too frightened. You're know, looking at where can Norwich pick up points against the big boys and then you know, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and, and Frank Lampard, you look at their managerial records, it's only the fact they've played for the, the, these clubs that have got them in, into top six clubs. It might go brilliantly for Lampard, but it, it could very easily go the other way. And I think you talk about you know, Norwich getting teams at good times. I think having Chelsea up at home, third match of the season, when the floodlights can't go out under Frank Lampard at Carrow Road, I don't mind that. You're calling some grey yeah, 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 That's one that I'm already looking at and thinking, Geoff, if Norwich got something from that, it would not be a huge surprise. And similarly, Newcastle, as the first home game, was a really good
3: time. When they're protesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a really good time to play one of the weaker sides at home. I I genuinely think that Fitchless has been really kind to me. I, I think
1: whatever happens at Liverpool... Obviously, if we win it, great. Even if we lose it heavily, I think the mood of Norwich fans going forward will be dictated by what happens in those two home games. Mm. Because we know that's where everyone gets to see Norwich play. Um, Clearly, people watch on TV, listen on the radio, all of that. But it's the home form, I think, that really affects the mood. And if they can turn in two good performances against Newcastle and Chelsea, even if they don't win both games, but if they can show in those games that they they are picking up from where they left off last season, I think that will go a long way towards keeping everybody on side. Would you... the momentum going forward.
3: Would you take three points after the Chelsea game? I Probably would. Cumulatively, yeah,
0: yeah absolutely. Because if you, 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 you draw all game, game, three games or four games, three games, three. So you've got two backs back home. So back, back got back got, back Liverpool right? yeah. yeah. away, Newcastle
3: at home, Chelsea at home. Would you take three points if you offered it now? No, I wouldn't take four. I
1: wouldn't take three. Mm.
2: You wouldn't take three from those. No, I would no, definitely take three.
1: I think if you drew all three, you'd be. Delighted, got points off Liverpool and Chelsea, yeah. that, that Newcastle one is—I uh, don't want to talk about games you must win this early no, in the season. Was, don't yeah. But that's that's the first time where Norwich are playing a team that you expect us to be quite near in the table. Mm. So that is that's more of a test of are we ready for this than Liverpool is. Going back to the the, the
0: kind of you talking about how. You don't know, you know that big a gap between the eighth, ninth place, whatever Watford. I mean, we could Google it, but we're not going to. And, and getting into the top four. We don't need a fact just, a fact. No. Let's be consistent. <laughs> but, um, Chris has taken his BBC um, pass off, and he's not interested in facts anymore. Fake news is fine. And um, there's a similarly small gap between, you know, nineteenth or eighteenth, usually, and and twelfth. And that is why I think if we're if we're there or thereabouts, there is no reason why we couldn't finish twelfth and have quite a bad season until March. You know, because realistically, I think like last year there were eight teams that could mathematically go down still quite late, or the mm-hmm. year use only between three or four. But with, because there was those eight teams, a, a win and a draw against a couple of teams who have got eyes on Europe or have got a couple of major players out, they're all of a, or on the beach because they've already finished eleventh. There's something yeah. to play for, and all of a sudden you jump up five positions in the last three games, and you get a few extra million. Yeah. you
1: look at the league last season, and, and everybody from Leicester and including Leicester downwards, ninth downwards, all of those teams lost more times than they won. Last season, and that's something I was looking at because of the point we were making about how you might have to get used to losing games and be able to deal with it as an yeah. Norwich fan. But it goes to show that yeah, that there are opportunities for points, even if you write off Liverpool and right off Man City. There are definitely opportunities for points against pretty much everybody else. It's just when you meet them and whether you take those chances when they come along. I don't think there's a, there's as much to be scared of in the Premier League now as there once
0: was. It's a test for the the character because so much of what is they've done well has been based on character. Uh, we know about you know Dickhead's policy of, of, of recruitment. We know about having the right character of, of the lads in the dressing room, wanting to you know not changing the team because people have earned it, etc., and wanting to stick with the same eleven last season. I think that that is going to be re- a real challenge for Farker and his backroom team to try and maintain that. On um, how ha- you know I don't mind not being in, in the squad because we are doing so well. When actually, well yeah, but you know actually we lost one and drawn one, and mm-hmm. so so actually now why am I not getting my chance in midfield when he's in front of me? Um, so I, I think that his man management skills will be, will be tested because we are, we're not going to have that kind of momentum that he had last year, which makes a manager's job really easy, you know, you know we're unbeaten in six, of course I'm not going to change the team. Um, he's not going to have that kind of get-out pause, I and mean, yes, it's fantastic management to have, have won those things, but at the same time, it means you're actually going to have to mm. do some real um, crisis management there and, and keep everyone on site. So, bottom three, obviously Norwich aren't going to be in it. But which three teams do you think could finish below Norwich this season?
2: Um, we've kind of done this on the written preview, haven't I? And then, oh, haven't we, and Lawney disagreed. Watford? No, I didn't say Watford. <laughs> I oh, did, I did not amazing. say Watford. So I said I'd really like Bournemouth to go down because Eddie Howe just annoys me and always looks like he really needs the toilet. I don't uh, know why. the cricket
3: was John the Ashes uh, last week at Edgebasket and we watched Steve Smith Battle Day. And just because I was getting a bit bored of watching Steve Smith bat, I asked John why he hates anyhow, and he lost it. <laughs> Did <laughs> he I, him. Did I? I'd had a few beers then. Furious. That was the time <laughs> so I really. <laughs> <laughs> He's so innocuous. <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, but that's, so that's why he annoys
2: Michael me. No, he doesn't seem likable. Don't, me,
1: don't like give one me. Don't give me that anymore. shit. Well, watching Steve Smith bat, though, that was that was good that preparation for watching Norwich in the Premier League, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. potentially. I mean, frustration that. that you sometimes come up against things and they're just unstoppable. Yes. <laughs> it's it's good, good. And
2: we had Aussies right next to us as well, so it was a little bit depressing that day. But it was a good day to test cricket, I suppose. Um, but apart from Bournemouth, I think Sheffield United are doomed because Chris Wilder just seems to sign strikers and no one else. So I don't, I don't know if they've done any business today. I haven't seen it, but no, probably not. We don't know. We're not going to check that.
3: I like the way... <laughs> I really like the way Chris Wilder set Sheffield United up I think that overlapping centre back thing I think so that's brilliant I I just think d- One of my favourite things i right. on The
0: Athletic so far was, was, was apparently Chris, you know, Sheffield United and Chris Wilder aren't just idiots there's actually a bit of tactics going on <laughs> like completely <laughs> yeah. changed my opinion of them and oh, yeah.
2: Newcastle I think as well yeah, are going to really Newcastle,
0: struggle I, mean, I was reading a, uh, something that was literally just while we were waiting for you guys to, to show up from your earlier pod um, and Almost everyone is predicting Newcastle and Norwich in their bottom three. They went through all the different fans with one uh, odds checker or something, one of ones. Mm. I like, Um and, and yet yeah, I
3: was basically the only person who didn't say Norwich were right going down. I think Newcastle are—they look doomed already. They've just got that feeling of a club that's on its knees.
2: And they've just signed Andy Carroll. He's nowhere near fitness. I mean, what? I don't know. It's just. He's
3: from there, and as we've seen with Solskjaer and Lampard, if you've been at a club before, that means. Well, it'll it's get like him credit with savvy, the,
2: it'll yeah. get him credit with the fans, but mm. I just think they've signed someone to pay wages and he won't actually play. Or you know, you probably play four or five games all season.
0: Gone, uh, done a Rob Green and just gone to. Yes, uh, uh, Carson.
2: Yes, yeah, Carson Carson oh, he really. Green, no. He's, yeah. he's, <laughs> <not>, he's, he's <laughs>
3: going to get himself a medal. <laughs> he's going to do Rob Green <laughs> and, and retire like out, out of the pit. Fantastic. I would add Crystal Palace a oh, In relegation So I don't think they've recruited very well.
0: Did again? I really should have looked at the internet today. What's-his-face go? Zaha stayed. No, 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 no. okay. This is the thing,
1: they've kept him, but they seem to have kept him very much against his will. Yeah, that's not mm. all. all, all
0: so so it might all, almost have been better to let him go at the start of the week and at least spend a bit of money to yeah. Yeah. I yeah,
1: so I would worry for them. Newcastle, for all the obvious reasons I'd, I'd worry for. Um, I don't know which way it's going to go with Aston Villa, with so many new signings, um, many of whom were unknown quantities in the Premier League. I, I don't know which way it's going to go for them. Brighton struggled last year, didn't they? Uh, and only just stayed up. Um, i know people think a lot of Graham Potter but has he is he going to be able to completely take them away from danger i'm, I'm not so sure uh, yeah and it could be the year that a born with yeah. and their number comes up and um, Burnley as well you know. yeah in teams <laughs> down there that have struggled for well, the thing, is. I, I think all the people that we have just
0: said apart from maybe watford um we are going to be within f- we will be within three to nine points of come mm. uh, and and it's it's crazy really when you think about you get fewer games in, in, in the Premier League and so many of them are so important and turning a 1-0 into a 2-1 twice is, could be the difference between 12th and 18th and that is yeah. just frightening <laughs> yeah. you know in, in terms of how, how tense things can get and that's why the atmosphere is going to be really, really important at Cal Road that is why adding colour, taking your scarf, um, wearing your colours and, and singing and, and being behind the team when We've lost five on the trot, which is almost certainly going to happen at some point this season. We're going to go five without a win, if not five, you know, five losses on the trot. Because much much better sides than us did that and finished in the top half last year. Um, and and it's about trying to, to back the team and know that, and not be too sh- short term about it. And you know, know that it might be another month until we get a Premier League win. It might be three games until we get another Premier League goal. But it is going to come, and we are going to get another one. And even if it doesn't come this season. It's going to come in a couple of years or three years' time, and we've used our parachute payments, used the great commercial foundations the club are putting in place to get back again in a couple of years' time. And I'm hoping that this is the Premier League season where, as a, as a group of Norwich fans, we kind of we've grown up enough to, to, to accept that and accept that we might be part-time Premier League team. For for another couple of yo yo's but that's okay because how incredible was last season.
3: You sound a lot like the fan police
0: Tom. I, I want to spend five hundred pounds and go and be miserable for two hours, that's what I'm <laughs> gonna do. <laughs> you're welcome to do that. And you can twirl your heavy scarf and as long as it doesn't go near my good eye that is fine. But I I, I just hope that they those five hundred pounds in and I sit next to to, to to people either side of me uh, you who, do sit, you sit next to people
1: either
0: side of you? I sit you. next to people either side of me. Two. He's <laughs> 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 Adam was of so he sits next to people who sit next to him. <laughs> Fuck off. I, I <laughs> sit next to people <laughs> who sit either side of me, who do pay 560, I think we pay, to bone and be miserable. Um, Although the one who sits to my right of me will be delighted because he wanted Boris Johnson to be Prime Minister. He told me last time ago. But it is, yeah and Brexit, all the rest. It's fantastic to sit next to. But it's like a parody. Um, and you got to Trump but that's another podcast for another day Sorry, what's your point uh, the, 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 my point I can't even remember now. <laughs> you must mustn't. Just, just move people on that are be I completely appreciate that but I'm hoping that they are going to be more in the minority because I'm hoping that we've had enough of a decent ride recently that that you can just go Do you know what we're making of noise we're going to sing anyway we're singing when we're losing who
3: cares let's have, a, let's have a really good time at the football that's the thing for this me I, it might not be as fun on the pitch most of the time so make it as much fun as possible off the pitch so you still enjoy going and because and if we don't
0: do that then the players are less likely to make it fun on the pitch so if, if we if we react as fans really badly and it is booey and it is hissy and it is tutty and moaning and we don't sing and we don't cheer and we don't like lose 2-0 against someone and we don't cheer them off the pitch like we did a couple of times last season um, then actually they're far more likely to, to do a Hewton or to try and go stodgy in the park and play three defensive midfielders instead mm-hmm. of a couple of attacking ones because they're going to go, oh, you know, they're going to be front like Zimmerman said when he did our, our pod with us last season, when he was here the previous year, if he took too long passing it side to side, he knew that the fans would get on his back and he thought, right, sod it, I'm going to knock it long then because I'm fed up with it moaned at. So, so it, it's, it's on us to make sure the product on the pitch, they've got the confidence to keep playing it and say, look, we don't, I honestly don't mind if we go down playing the way we played last season. If we can, if we can try and play the way we did last season, in 15, 20 minutes each game we play that quality of football and knock it about...
3: I think that that's worth the, the £500. I agree, and I don't think there's anyone sitting around this table who's got an excuse not to sing all 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would oh, pay you for that you kind the of, of coverage. <laughs> of coverage. <laughs> 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 Maybe do
0: it for our cup run, because mm-hmm. it's only one game. Yes. Um, well, now so I, I think, think we're, like we get a replay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, that, that, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think yeah.
2: we're going to do well in a cup yeah. this season. Well, if
1: we get in our league
0: team, we might
2: get a replay. I think we'll make a semi. I think we're going to get a semi.
1: That's felt like in the League Cup, it's been coming for the last few years, hasn't mm-hmm. it? We've had some some near things where we we pushed Premier League teams quite yeah. far, and may, maybe it will. Be and now we're the Premier
2: League team. I think we'll get a fortunate draw in one of the cups, and I think we'll do well.
0: So looking forward to the stadiums that we're going to see. This is obviously the Tottenham one is the, is the is one of the new ones. Um, Chris, which is the one that
1: you're most excited to go to? Well. It- Would be the new one, wouldn't it? It would be Tottenham because that's one I I haven't been to before. And it—I mean, I know it sounds quite boring to say it, but once you're in the Premier League and you get to go to Anfield and you get to go to Old Trafford, that—that feels like the Premier League. You, particularly those two grounds, you feel like you're there, don't you? You feel like you're part of it. And it—I felt very fortunate when Norwich had that three-season spell in the Premier League under Lambert and then Hughton it got to the point where I could go to these grounds and know exactly where to go and where our seat would be. And you yeah. started to tell yeah. I'm getting a bit too used to this exactly. Yeah, yeah. So um, f- now it's been long enough that I will just have to check with everybody where we're supposed to go and where we check in and, and all of that. So, so quite a few of, the <laughs> yeah. of them
0: are the same. So of those, um, what's the one you're dreading? Um, not necessarily just because it's an old poke. Um, Liverpool isn't exactly around the corner. I know.
1: Um, <laughs> it's on the circle line. Oh, but Burnley. Yeah, it's from a facilities the point of view, that yeah, is like going partly. But that's it's in the 70s, is it's it? a long way, um, obviously, to get there, and it's uh, even longer to get up to the back of the stand. Last time I commented at Burnley, it was right at the back of the stand, and it's one of those grounds where you commentate from right in amongst the fans, and because the the seats tend to be set out the same each week, the the Burnley fans get to know where the media who are covering the Away team, a city, and yeah. they let you know when Burnley's score. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's one. That's one of the, the scariest places. In, in case, case you've missed it, absolutely, in they yeah. will and truly let you in know. In case you've done a Camaro, yeah. so Zillow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's <So, laughs> happened. So, so Burnley would be not, not one that I'd necessarily be looking forward to. Uh, boys I,
0: I, anything that you're looking to tick off this, this season anyone, anywhere you haven't been maybe that you, you really want to do I and mean, I am going to do the new Spurs one I've already got tickets for an NFL game so I'm going to go and see that I think it's October so I'll see that quite soon what
2: about you guys um, I was re- I've been to Goodison Park a few times but I was really looking forward to going back to Goodison Park because it's one of my favourite grounds and it's a real shame that we're going to lose that because it is a proper old dilapidated actual football ground where it's not one of these identikit bowls and you know and pretty much they all look the same. Um, But I will try and get tickets for West Ham because I'd really like to see that as well.
3: I'm a bit boring in that I'd I'd rather go to like Burton or somewhere than I would Old Trafford. Even Watford? Mm. Must be looking forward to seeing them. Have you not been to Watford? He's no. Watford's, Watford's a good away day. So I've been to Watford and we were dreadful. But then most of the away games I've been to, we were I dreadful. Think, I don't think
1: I've done Vicarage Road. I think no, I'm not yeah, there was one season we did. I think they've changed it now. Uh, it was the season under Alex Neil where we got promoted, and they were redeveloping part of Vicarage Road. And they put the, the commentary um, position they gave us was level with the goalpost at one end. and <laughs> I think There was a. Do you remember this was the game where Where's Hoolahan? may or may not have gone down very easily to win a oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and all of that was at the far end right so i have no idea what happened so yeah. that yeah in terms of commentary positions what Watford will it tends to be interesting i don't think i've ever commentated from the same place twice there because the ground <laughs> has changed so much
0: over <laughs> the years and also a bit like them we've been up and down yeah, yeah. Oh, well exactly yeah, yeah and so so on you know, you talked about a couple of examples there naturally you've, you've you've done Wembley yes you've done a few Anfields a few Man United's and um, You've done a cup run that looked like it was really going to take up some momentum a couple of years ago in particular. What, as a broadcaster, have you not had the opportunity? Do you fancy a World Cup and Olympics? Is there another sport that you'd love to to have a go at? Well, I've always...
1: uh, uh, Cricket is my other sport i probably would have preferred to have been a professional cricketer than a professional footballer i so we more cut out for that so i love watching cricket i'm envious that you guys went to the, the ashes la- la- last week so i'd love to have a go at commentating on an ashes test match or, or cricket and th- that would be i've been lucky enough to commentate from the media center at lords a couple of times when norfolk played there right and okay. that's been great so to get the chance to do that again would be great but um football wise yeah uh, a world cup would be nice wouldn't it F- further down the line but you know, <laughs> you know just Maybe we'll need a few Norwich players to get caught up by Germany to make that uh, a so Maybe that's one for this
0: season. Well, there's, there's seven in this Seven in the in the squad. I was looking through. I started to look through to try and find if there were anyone could rival seven. And and I got about halfway through before I got bored and I couldn't find it. <laughs> but, but I can't. He's not in the quiz who's got the most um, because I couldn't be bothered to go through what was taking ages. This sounds about right. Yeah. Have we got any listener questions that, that, that you'd like to run through, Pump? we, on we really like when the get
2: involved, don't we? We do. First question then is from Twitter uh, a chap called James KP Kapai I don't really know how you say that. Sorry, James. Jimmy, shall we? <laughs> yeah. well, James. Jimmy C. <laughs> James, that'll do. Um, which game will give the Premier League its first ever Cuban player? And which will see the first ever Cuban goalscorer.
3: Well, yes, For both. Nice,
0: yep. well, yeah, you've already called that you think and will, will will start. I, I think I think he's going to start Roberts. I think that will be the one newbie that plays. I, I think I, I think he's already shown enough. That well, we uh, yeah,
1: I, I thought that until the last friendly, and I shouldn't read too much into friendlies. I know, but didn't you think it was interesting that he? Brought Hernandez on before he brought Robertson in that last mm. frame. Good think, shout. Oh, on. no, n- no, only because <laughs> it's friendly. And Robertson had played quite
0: a lot, or yeah. he he didn't. He did more than 60 minutes in both of the German ones, so he, he'd done more minutes before then. So, uh, but but yeah, he, like you say, you can do <laughs> <of> so, <laughs> <many, there's laughs> so many so many things into which way round they started. Yeah, and yeah, and does was he was think that Toulouse were better standard of opposition than yeah.
3: Atalanta, etc. It was also O'Neill yeah. they rolled out today for media duties to talk about how excited they
1: all were. Not to us, <laughs> it wasn't. No, he's on Twitter. Today. <laughs> it might have been the club challenge. Yeah, we, we just got Daniel Farker today, so they, they don't tend to put a player before every game now. So uh, Daniel Farker does all the talking. OK. Which um, he's very good at. And we we did we actually did Kenny McLean after the, uh, the last friendly, and he's someone that we haven't mentioned, who... Uh, Yes, Brancic and, and yes, Leitner are, are standout players, but let's not forget, for the second half of last season, he was played well enough to keep both of those out of the team mm. on yeah. a regular basis. Well, well, so. in, in
0: fact, he might be your halfway yeah. house. I I know. You, he's going to be PFA player of the, the year, probably Ballon d'Or. Probably. Clearly. <laughs> um, but That's
2: going a bit too far, man. <laughs> uh, oh, yes, yeah, so I'm <laughs> the
0: one who <laughs> going to on what the Champions League But he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, had he had those players out last but, season. But obviously, for me, in the kind of, uh, if you had a, a spectrum, one end is, is defence and the other end is attack, I would probably put him between Tribal and Vrancic. And, and, and so, actually, if you wanted to be a little bit more expansive than two DMs, um, but not quite as expansive as, as as playing a team full of Emmys, then 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 I yeah, maybe he would be the one that would be mm. chosen if we needed to, to I th- I I think he's a fantastic football. I, I love the way he plays, I love his determination. And again, engine fitness wise, he's different class.
2: I think that's the word, determination. He's certainly better in the air than Vrancic, but I think Vrancic is probably better in the tackle than McLean.
0: <sighs> Such kick. good hair, isn't it? It's <laughs> lovely. <laughs> Um, so, uh, uh, after our, uh, that's the follicle section of the, of the podcast finished. On to the next question, please, Mr.
2: Park. We've got Matt Hart from Facebook, and this is a question specifically for Chris. Whilst you are the consummate professional on commentary, what would you have liked to have said after Simeon Jackson's winner against Derby instead of, that takes the biscuit? Um, I
1: think every goal. You always listen back and think, oh, good for something different there. So, I don't know what I would like to have said. But, um, yeah, I, I just hope for more moments like that in the Premier League. You is that the? Thing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A, few, yeah. a few times. It's in your mind a few mm-hmm. times. And thankfully, that, that the that the switch is always kicked in just in time. But it's. That's why I don't swear on this podcast. Yeah. Just because I don't want to get too used to swearing in, into microphones. That's very right. dangerous. Precedent. Oh yeah, so, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Like, so I'm not offended by it well, you. I'm just asking. Good
0: job. <laughs> <laughs> um, we yeah. Do, I mean, we, you know, last time we had you on, we, we praised you to heaven. So you don't want really to just keep doing that. But when you got. When you look at the it's two, it's two and you know, the the Simon Jackson goal and you know Neil Got Mad and though th- what incredible little sound bites that every Norwich fan, even the ones that were at the game, we only talked about this last time, even the ones at the game, they're reliving it yeah. through, through you. And is, is there of, of your of your kind of show reel, of your highlights, is there a particular phrasing because I'll kick you off my favourite goal (laughs) is that it's two it's two because even though you're just saying the number of goals one of the teams has you're actually saying a sentence of I'm at Wembley I'm commentating at Wembley this is my beloved team we're playing really, really well. It's really early in the game. We've actually we're not just one luck, We're two nil up, and I'm, I can't believe it. I think we're actually going to get promoted. And all you've said is you know those, those repeat those yeah. repeated words. So
1: that's my favourite one of yours. I think, I think yeah. Go on. Most most commentators would tell you that it's always very uncomfortable listening to yourself back, and you always think oh you know that that could have gone better, and you always think of things after the event. It's like when you have an argument with somebody. And two days later, you think, oh, I should have said that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the same when you're commentating football. You always think, oh, that would have been a nice line. But I never prepare them because you can't prepare for every eventuality. And I think it sometimes can sound a little bit scripted. And y- you just want that natural moment you're talking about. But um, I did enjoy the banner that you guys produced with Hula hand. extended. was yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> nice to see. So thank you for that. I think that's in Wes's house now,
2: isn't it? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Hopefully.
3: I think for a similar reason, mine would be... Um, it's going to go in. It's going to go in. Yeah. It, oh. was, it was similar to yours in terms of it was the repetition, but it was the change in your, you could hear in your voice where you went from disbelief to realisation to just joy. And and that was the same
2: action. with Branchich. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. so <laughs> so I've that. seen that
1: on Twitter. Branchich is quite often written yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the best one... The best ones to commentate on are, and it's funny, it should have been one of the highlights of the last season, but so much happened, it's never really talked about, but the three nil over Ipswich at yeah, 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 the ones yeah. that Puki got, where he was through and you could see what was coming, so, mm-hmm. you know, you, that, that was going to be a goal, yeah. and those are the best ones to commentate on because you feel you can really get yourself, I suppose mm-hmm. the same with Brancic's free kick, you know that's a clear chance, and already in your mind you're thinking, this goes in, this is going to be quite something. So those are the ones that you you probably feel more comfortable commentating on and, and describing because it's clear a goal is going to come. When it's a bit of a bundle and it, it comes out of nothing, those ones are slightly more. What like like, like the
0: the, um, <laughs> the the Pookie winner against Millwall. Yes, that, that's Whereas, uh, an example yeah. of. Is, well, it's it's sort of finished, oh, it's always goal. Yeah, oh, okay, <laughs> exactly. So those ones that strappy, it didn't, it they... didn't look at any point like yeah. it was going to be a goal until it was in the net. And the the,
1: the one the, the incredible comeback against Nottingham Forest. Yeah. The, the first Hernandez goal, I think, I gave to Jordan Rhodes because it looked as if yeah. Rhodes had got the last touch. So those ones are horrible to to try and describe because you don't you don't get to see the replay until by then you've lost the moment it's happened. Even on the replay, you couldn't really no, you tell, couldn't. though, could you? So those are, those ones are horrible. The ones where it, it's a corner or it's a it's a scramble and it's hit somebody and gone in. Those ones are, are the worst. But if you get a nice free kick or hookie clean through, that's what you want from a commentator's point of view, certainly. <laughs> one one question that, that was
0: sent that I want to want to bring up um, came from uh, our friend Kerry, who's actually a Liverpool fan. Um, it's to do with the AR. and what. I personally, we were having a conversation yes. with me and Kerry, and a friend of the pod does, does some, some of the creative for us sometimes. Um, I, I was a huge advocate for VAR, and on this podcast several times took on whoever the guest and whoever fancied came up against me because I love yeah. the NFL and videos made that so much better. What a shambles at the friend is. I mean, the I, I completely changed my personal opinion. And, and so, so Kerry was kind of asking what, what your opinion was and, and whether or not as commentators is that going to change that because fans are worried about do we celebrate because yeah. now he's doing this and saying oh, hang on I'm doing this and I'm doing that. I'm pointing at my ear pointing at my watch is is that going to be similar for commentary you're going to say poofy scored we just have to wait for him yeah, to confirm I,
1: it and now I can be excited I think there will be some like the vintage free kick where you know there can't be any doubt it's mm. a free kick it can't have been offside it would take quite a series of events for that one to be disallowed I'd liken it to if like the last time we played Liverpool, if Norwich equalise in the 91st minute to make it 4-4, do you take the gamble and go, that's it, Norwich have got the draw, knowing that actually there could still be another goal in the game? I always think those are the bravest commentators who a goal in the last 20 minutes say, that's it, the game's over now, Norwich have won, because we know from previous experience that that things can change. VAR, I've, I've got mixed feelings on it. One, I think you're right, I think it will dilute the moment when a goal goes in. I still have massive concerns about how clear it's going to be, not just to commentators, but you know, more so to supporters, as to what is actually happening. I, I've been to, for the friendlies, I've been to two matches featuring VAR. One was the Chelsea replay in the FA Cup a couple of seasons ago, where players were getting sent off and we really weren't sure what for in the ground. And I was lucky enough to go to the San Siro in the build up to the Inter Milan Legends game a couple of years ago when Inter Milan played Bologna and they were already using VAR there and a player got sent off towards the end of that game and I, as a fan, had no idea what it it was for Uh, and that would be a concern. The redeeming, purely selfish Norwich City fan thing for me is that I think it will perhaps work in favour of the so-called smaller clubs. I agree. Because as we saw in that replay, Mm. Chelsea getting two players sent off at Stamford Bridge against Little Norwich, would that have happened without the referee having that backup to be able to go to, you know, Whoever the manager is on, you know Klopp. Uh, if he's got to approach, you know I know Mourinho's not around anymore. But if you've got to look at those managers, Pep after the game and say, no, "I made this decision and I'm, I've got, I'm positive because I've been told in my my idea well, I the that point, but in the yeah, Are yeah. yeah. Norwich more likely to get penalties at Anfield, Old yeah. Trafford, yeah. and and other teams when they go to these big guys than they ever have done before? Because referees will have that extra layer of, of backup for making these big decisions. So you're talking around again. So this is
0: why this is why I. I mean, use advocate for it, but but it was just it, in the ground. We we're watching these goals go in and then all of a sudden you have to sit and sit, yeah, and, sit, sit and wait. And I don't know. the The, the problem is the, the clubs aren't allowed to to do anything other than the, the those few um, yeah. screenshots of, of when something's being contested or whatever it is. Um, and, that, and yeah, that's that's just ridiculous that
1: that the clubs can't choose to, to to make more of it. Well, look, I've spoken to Ben Cancel about this in the build up to the season because I've. Obviously, concerned as to how it's going to look and, and how we're going to know when we're covering a game that something's been checked by VAR. And he is fairly optimistic, not just from an Orange point of view, but from a Premier League point of view, that they have got a handle on keeping supporters informed. But he, he did say to us that it may not be perfect straight away and he yeah. expects teething problems, but would hope certainly by Christmas, by the end of the season, we're at a point where if you're at a game, and a decision is being checked for whatever reason you know. I think that's really important. I think they'll have changed
0: it by late September. Yeah, I, I there, think will there will be two or three occasions where something like that happens and they, and because it's a global product and they will say, look, there's whatever, you know, 360 million people currently watching this yeah. Sunday 4 o'clock game and none of them know what's going <laughs> but on. But
1: what, yeah, Whatever the rights and wrongs of it and whatever you think about VAR, I think if the, the 360 million people are watching on telly know more about what's going on than the 25,000 people at Carragher Road. I think that's wrong. I think yeah, if, you're, really. if you're at the game, it has to be made clear to you, however they do it, big screen, public address announcement, however they choose Mike to do refs, it. Mike.refs, Mike 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 up Yeah that's, same as I, cricket. I
0: really think Mike, that's I'm really thinking that's important. coming to you now, umpire, this is what I'm doing, I'm checking the front foot. It, I just I just can't understand, it's such a simple technological mm. they've got microphones on their face already <laughs> but <laughs> you don't even <laughs> got to buy anything, you've already got <laughs> the to The same.
3: problem with that at is most of the body can't see that big screen so it's oh, no, yeah. 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 screen, you we still
0: don't know it. But if you could hear the ref Oh yeah, so it made so a difference, and now they've got, say say, it, got right, the digital so you just have a VAR check on there i fantastic I think I am might saying
1: that one of the problems they've had in terms of coming up with a policy from the Premier League and the use of big screens is I think there are only two grounds in the Premier League that don't have big screens, and they are Old Trafford and Anfield. Right, yeah. They're so like a little funny little corner yeah, yeah, box at the end. Most other places now do have like Norwich City. You could make it quite clear when decisions are being made as they do in test matches, but other grounds maybe not so. Any more questions from our friends?
2: This is one from Sam Pitcher on Twitter. And um, we can all play along with this, even though it's specifically for Chris. Mm. And it's what is your all-time Norwich City 11 of Norwich players that have played during your commentary career.
1: Wow, so you're going back to 2005 if I started properly.
2: So well, when we went down? Is yeah, that, yeah, yeah, it's
1: just after, from the Fulham 6-0 onwards. Halcyon days, So Basically, you've been the first four or five exactly. years. Yeah. Oh. So you're, you're, you're oh, that was a barren initial run, you know. It a surprise to at it. it really was. So you're picking, basically, from the Paul Lambert team and the current team.
2: Was Rob Green still does, just yeah, there? He so he might yeah. be a shout. Yeah.
1: I'll keep Rob Green in mind then. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd have, Rob Green. Green. I yeah. have Rob Green. I'd um, Do you know, I, I've... I, you get the terrible recency bias, don't you? You just go Max Aarons at the right back yeah, <laughs> because yeah. you
2: can't... Uh, but I don't think there's a better... I mean, <laughs> I, technically, I think he is the best right back I've ever seen play for Norwich, possibly with the exception of Ian Colehouse. And he was probably better at sweeper. Yeah.
1: He, he played longer ago, so he's he's, he's so, yeah. eligible for this team. So Max Aarons has to be in it. To um, centre backs, and again, are you picking on players that I really liked and have got fondness for, like a Russell Martin, or players that you think were were better? I've think about this one. I? No, well, that's Martin. one of the interesting ones
3: with the other fullback is Adam Drury is a better left back yeah. than Jamal Lewis, but Adam Drury wouldn't be a better left back in a Farca team mm. yeah. because Farka so demands people get forward take on a man putting across, and that wasn't Drew's game. So. I think even Lewis
0: would, would currently give give that nod to Drury though, he's has in mean, longevity, yeah. the Middlesbrough goal, yeah. that counts for about 100 caps, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's just uh, incredible longevity and staying power, still at the club now, you know, fantastic bloke, which probably, you know, to some, you know would, would be a factor for some people well, more sorry, than others. but yeah. I, would say, I would say Drury and Martin and, and, and Aarons and then you're looking for another centre back I guess. Yeah,
1: um, I think on his day, I think Tim Closer is underrated so he, would you say he's currently the, the best of the, of, of the four we've got well, I would back. say on his day I really would Yeah. Wow, okay. I, I, I think I think Godfrey's already better than him I think Godfrey's a good player but I think you've got you've got to remember Closer was signed by Norwich to play in the Premier League and there was a school of thought that we certainly wouldn't have got relegated in yeah, the, I agree with that. 2016 if he'd stayed fit so we've still got him is he as good as he was three four years ago we'll see but I, I think as a player I think the way he clearly when Norwich first got relegated the Championship w- it caught him by surprise it wasn't him at all, he was getting bullied he was, I remember seeing him play in the Chequered Trade Trophy against Swansea on the 23s at Cameron Road. he was that far yeah, down yeah. the pecking order yeah, on Alex Neil yeah, yeah. and a lot of players would have just gone back home and, and gone back to the Bundesliga and turned their back on, on England and he didn't, he knuckled down and I think any player that gets relegated out at, of relegated at the Premier League needs to just sit and talk to Tim Closer who has wrestled back he's you know, become one of the key players over the last couple of seasons. And, and again, a huge, so huge character approach. guy for, like so for much last much season,
0: that he wasn't getting yeah. played. And you know we, we spoke to, to to Tim and Ben, Tim Krill and Ben Godfrey last season for a pod, um towards the end of the season, and, and, and Ben Godfrey was, you know, being a piece of praise for, for Tim, who was sitting next to him, So yeah, it's going to be nice. <laughs> but again, he was calling out Hanley and, and closer and just saying, mm. these, these guys have been fantastic for me yeah. and Christoph because, you know, they are in and around it every day, giving us all their experience and.
3: And they genuinely are pleased for us that we're kicking on. Yeah. I would include Christoph. Just For me, he's everything that I want in a footballer. It's a great story. Yeah, he's it? just yeah. A, a proper story. And he's a lovely human. Yeah, he um, is. You, if you'll have seen this story, if you've uh, read Glory, but my favourite thing about Christoph Zimmerman is that when he was born, the doctor uh, delivered him and then handed him to his mother with the words, it's a boy. Doesn't look like a boy, <laughs> but it is a boy. <laughs> 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 and given the that he's turned into, yeah, it's that alone.
1: Okay, um, midfielders. fielders? Uh, I'm just trying to think. Well, I, well Wes has you, got to go straight in, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you've yeah. got to have players like Wes and, and Darren Huckabee who just about did the last couple of years of yeah. Darren Huckabee. Mm-hmm. So you, you you cannot leave that, those out. You can't leave out Grant Holt in, in attack. And I think maybe Pooky's done enough after last yeah. getting Going them. two up front them. So yeah. yeah. Just, <laughs>
2: just so you get both of them in. <laughs> yeah. Passing
1: behind them. And then with these teams, do you pick it? So no, no. no exactly. exactly. We well, you, you haven't got. You haven't got to get so useful information. Pick your favourites. Yeah. Sort of yeah. Oh, exactly. field, so basically. who else? We, who, what else do we need? Bradley Johnson. Bradley Johnson. Because yeah, yeah. I got I got normal. huge affection for that last man.
0: Yeah. Really love. I love. I love the way he played. Um. I love that the actually had. Did not want to leave the club. You know. Just got really unlucky with regime change and falling out favourite just the wrong time. Yeah, he could. It's the sliding doors kind of things is there's so much of in football, and this club knows that so well with the way things have happened. But he could so easily still be at yeah. at, at Norwich. But he could fr- so easily been part of that team last year. Yeah, he, would, he might not have been playing quite the free flowing football and stuff, but he could have been doing the stopper role when when there was the opportunity. But for entertainment value, for everything he's given us,
1: if you want a stopper, what about Tetti?
0: Yeah, just shout. Really good shout. I, I would, I I would, I would have, I would have Bradley above above Tetti just because of, of the two of them that he was more more favoured for me. Um, but yeah, t- Tetti's been been
1: fantastic through a couple of eras. You know, he cause mm. he, he spans two promotions, doesn't yeah. he? And I, I, I think even Buendia's done enough as well to get into it. Wow, so frame, yeah, I think Emmy's getting really it's close. Quite, yeah. quite the midfield. Yeah. Quite any the, any midfield. the midfield. The yeah. and, and then Teddy's, Teddy's just running behind them are. going, Oi, yeah. lads. Yeah. But so that yeah, It's not a team that would ever realistically do anything, but if you want some of my favourites... I think every game would be 5-4. Well, that's the trouble with these... Fantasy 11s, you pick. You always end up picking a team that's. You try to crowbar in your favourites, and they always end up lopsided in some way. Don't yeah, you that's know. a cracking question. It uh, was a good one. Great question. Uh, I missed out some. That I'll think about tonight.
2: I On that note, I'm not going to ask you any more listener questions, Chris. But we do. Try and remember to ask the guest to pick their favourite question, and then we reward that questioner with um, uh, an exclusive Long Come Norwich badge and stickers. Well, it's
1: going to be that last question, isn't it? That got us talking
2: the most. So. There you go, and hang on, I'm now looking at who was that? It
0: wasn't Jimmy C. Hoping of the names you could pronounce.
2: Yeah, Sam Pitcher, get oh, in touch. Yeah. You've won yourself a badge and some stickers.
0: We like questions. I get us talking, talking yeah, yeah. and whose names we can pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we Ralph Fair will ask the question. <laughs> <up with> that. <laughs> Ralph. <laughs> uh, Ralphie, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Text us in, Ralphie. Right then, so I think we all know that that's kind of brought us round to um, the most factually inaccurate part of the of the podcast, which is the quiz. Right. Now, you've Quizzie got Gorham versus... got six out of six last time. No one's come close to that other than did, Christoph Zimmerman. Did Chris Zimman. get yeah, he got six, six out of six? God? No, I think he got six out of six. I, yeah. think, well, no. I thought
2: Zimbo was the first one to ever get six. Well,
0: no, that's no, no, what you're yeah, talking about. No, Chrissie no, no, <laughs> Gorham got six, and then Christoph Zimmerman got six after all the questions were about Christoph
1: Zimmerman. <laughs> uh, well, I I oh, I'm going so I'm to fact-check I'm, this, because in
2: anticipation so of your quiz... Can I
1: declare...
0: <laughs> no, I don't want this to affect my average. <laughs> no, no. Right, so we we you've got one minute to answer six questions. All right. Because we are returning to the Premier League this weekend, all the questions are about the Premier League, with a little bit of a bias towards the teams that we are playing soon, so that might be a clue in some Can guys. I just interject? Yeah. Chris got five. Yeah. Yeah. Five out you still the best we had all season. <laughs> along other, with
2: Hucks Along with Hux and Paddy David that season.
1: Did Paddy get five? Apparently so. How many questions about Coventry? <laughs> <In an
0: alternative. laughs> okay. Right. Um, Spell that. Who word. used to play at Tifer? <laughs> Bra- okay. Um. I thought it was the first question. I your minute starts now. Mark Bowen made 119 Premier League appearances for the Canaries. Who is behind him in the list with 106? Wow, that's a cracking question. So it will be somebody who played. Um, Would that be Drew? Incorrect. Name mm. a former England manager to have won six Premier League Manager of the Month
1: awards. Two to choose from. Former England manager, so. Uh, 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 former England manager. Uh, uh, Bobby
0: Robson? Correct. Who is the oldest recipient of a Premier League winner's medal? Oh, with Mark Schwartzer. Incorrect. Yeah. Who is the highest scoring Swiss player last season? In the Premier League? Mm. Shaqiri? Correct. Which player scored in both games that ended Arsenal's 30 match and 49 match unbeaten runs? Rooney? Correct. Which sponsors will be on the front of both Crystal Palace and Wolves shirts this season? Oh, it'll be a betting for like, I can't accept that. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Mark Bowman, 119 Premier appearances, guess a really well-storied Norwich player. Uh, I don't know. Time. Three out of six, they Time. were harder. Oh, they were harder. Hard. I'll tell you what, that really was impressive. I was trying to think who's uh, yeah. spanned the eras. Like Drew
2: was in. Like I bet out? it's Russ, because you love Russ.
0: And so. Mark Bowen 119 behind 116 is Ian Crook.
2: Ooh, chippy.
0: Ooh. Um, you Can a at the sponsors? Yeah, well, hang on. You could also. Uh, there's another England manager to also won six Premier League Manager of the Month awards. Clain Hoddle. No, much worse than, than that. that right? Much. Uh, about as bad but less silly. Well, quite a silly man. Uh, so it wouldn't be quite Brexity. Not Sam Allardyce. I forget it. Oh yeah, I didn't even associate him with the yeah, England manager's job. Also a goalkeeper. Was 40 he years 205 days old very nearly 40 I thought Schwartz was older than that. He may well have been. Yeah, he that's That's fair. fair. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Which, um, I think did not actually play, didn't you? you, you. Yeah. But I also saw that uh, look, this is based on who actually got a medal. So oh, this or whatever website Tom went, yeah, yeah, yeah. just stumbled it also, <laughs> upon. It was, I didn't go I've got stitched up with season, I've not used that one this time. Fandasar.com. Yeah, but, but I saw that, I did see an interesting stat that um, the only player to have needed special dispensation three times to get a medal when you have to say that I've hardly played with pleasing outcomes, Thomas Kushak. All special dispensation to be allowed get them. one, I mean, yeah, be one. but all three times they said yeah go on Thomas um, and it'd be Man Bet X will oh, be the spot of, of course guess, right? <laughs> when, you, when you get bonus points you need mean... <laughs> so it's me. three to draw Punk is it me now lead. your time John Punk starts now Brian Gunn made 104 Premier League appearances for the Canaries who is behind him on the list with 97
2: Russ Incorrect.
0: Name a Premier League Manager of the Month from Aston Villa. Got three to from. Brian Little. Correct. Who was the first Caribbean player to win a Premier League winners' medal?
2: Ooh, pass.
0: Um, which Spaniard scored twelve goals for Newcastle last season? Perez. Correct. Which Liverpool player is the second youngest ever Premier League goalscorer, according to the website
2: check? Oh mm, yeah. Which Liverpool player? Yeah, Current Liverpool, Liverpool player.
0: player. Didn't play for Liverpool at the time. Milner Correct Which Premier League goalkeeper Was named footballer of the year Six times in a row From 2008 In his own country
2: Premier League goalkeeper Was
0: named footballer of the year For his country Six times in a row From 2008 onwards
2: Current Premier League Not current Bartes.
0: Incorrect Um, Lots of caps for the knowledge In Three We've got Two way tie at the moment Bradley Johnson, got 97 Premier League caps. No, i have never Caribbean that. Caribbean guy Dwight York. Dwight York is oh, yeah. correct. You've also had um, O'Neill or Gregory for the Villa managers. Uh, you know, Perez, you got Milner. Um, so he's second-time Vaughan. Um, I remember his leads he scored for, wasn't he? It, it was, yeah. Against yeah. yeah. Sunderland. Um, and Peter Cech. Um, funnily enough, one Czech footballer. <laughs> Random. Yeah, for years and years. Because they barely went through a bit of a. A dry spell I think internationally. Um Lorne, you've got three to draw to get into the tiebreaker, four or better to win it. For the win. Your time starts. Now Russell Martin made ninety-five Premier League appearances for the Canaries. Who is ahead of him in the list with ninety-six?
2: <laughs> Such a ridiculous uh, question. Who won
0: Premier League manager of the bunk with both Saints and Pompey? How about that? Correct. Who was the first Russian to receive a Premier League win-
3: winners medal? Um, Ooh, good question. Uh the guy for Chelsea, um... Oh, I know who you mean, but oh I don't think Leopard. it is
0: Sch- <laughs> 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 uh, him. No. Which Scott claimed 11 assists for Liverpool last season? Andy Robinson. Correct. Which player holds the record for the most consecutive goals games with a goal in the Premier League? Ruud Van Nistelrooy. No, Jeremy <laughs> Vardy. Uh, I've got to go around again. Which sponsor will be on the front <laughs> of West Ham shirts this <laughs> <Pass>. season? <laughs> yes, go on then. Jeremy Vaughn. Correct. Thank three. You. You're on three. Uh, which, uh, which sponsor will be on the front of West Ham shirts this season? Um, uh, Betting Company. I can't quite accept. Um, uh, who has won ahead of Russell uh, Martin for um, appearances in the Premier League? Gronach? No. Um, when? Time.
3: Freeze uh, th- all out. Oh!
0: <laughs> John Polston has 96 Premier League appearances.
2: That, they are bastards of questions, you those had, ones. They're yeah. nice, I like them.
0: You had <laughs> Harry Redknapp, uh, and he won that, um, one in 2003, one in 2004, and did it with Pompey and Saints a year apart.
3: Um yes, kept
0: going back the was
2: the first Russian to get ah, who was the guy who played for Chelsea wasn't a Ukrainian. he was Snurlof, wasn't no,
0: Ukrainian wasn't Konchelsky's Ukrainian brilliant yeah. <laughs> 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 feel, feel free to Google it um, <laughs> I don't think there's any need yeah I mean,
2: you, you should have fucking done that mate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> listen if I can cobble this together in 45 <laughs> minutes, just be grateful. Um, 45 minutes. Betway was Betway worth it. Just yeah. the Same as last season. I are you doing over them on 44. Right, come on, then. let's google it. Live, live googling. Uh, can. Can.
2: Ch- Probably is Russian And
0: okay. Can Chelskis. Is a U. No, he's in Russian. Um, right, so uh, 11, really 11 games in a row. Allegedly. Right, cool. yeah, yeah. And you've got Betway, you've got Robertson, you've got Redmack. Okay, so the tiebreaker. We're off to Anfield. I need your guesses for the attendance according to when you Google it this afternoon. Ah, oh, the, the capacity? Do you
1: mean? Yeah, you capacity. Mean? It's another word for attendance. If you say it wrong. Uh, Anfield. So they've had the new the new tier on since we last went, haven't they? So I'm going to go forty-eight thousand. Forty-eight thousand. Oh, I need a specific number, please. No higher, no lower. lower I
3: was three thinking them. forty-eight thousand. So I'm going to say forty-eight thousand one hundred and twenty-two. Okay.
2: I'm gonna say fifty-four thousand seven hundred and sixty-five. Fifty-four thousand
3: and
0: seventy-four. Punt is the first winner of the season with three plus a bonus. Fifty-four, that's impressive. Fifty-four and seventy-four. So that brings us to the end of the preview. You've got our predictions for up, you've got our predictions for down, you've got our predictions for the the game tomorrow night. What more do you want from us? Chris, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Cheers, Chris, thank you. you've also been here thank you we'll speak to you next
3: time thanks very much goodbye